Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you have a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Uh, Just a little clip there, just a little reminder of a great church we belong to, London Riverside Church. You know, I don't know if you realise this, but there was a day when you couldn't say how good your church was. I'm looking around at a few people that maybe were around in those times. But, you know, it was kind of like seen to be not so humble to say that you were part of a great church. But we are part of a great church. We are, we are, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. We, we've been around a long time, friends. We've been around 96 years. And so, you know, all that we're up to, all that we're doing, we're building on, on those that have sacrificed and done such great things beforehand that we get to do what we get to do today. And so I make no apologies about saying that this is a great church. And I want to encourage you today as we share a little bit of vision about what we're up to as we head into this year. Uh, And uh, those in the overflow as well. It's great that we're using the overflow a bit more often now uh, on Sundays. And uh, it's just good to be a part of a vibrant family that loves Jesus. And if you're just getting to know us, you made a good decision. So we're on our Vision Sunday. So last Sunday I was sharing a little bit. This Sunday I'm going to share a little bit more just to set us, uh, uh, just kind of align us for the months ahead. And uh, you know, our vision is pretty much what it was last year. We are here to extend our reach and see attenders become Christ followers. And so there is no revision to our vision. We just want to refocus, okay? We want to make sure that we're focused on what God has put in our targets at this time, in how we're extending our reach and how we're seeing our attenders become uh, Christ followers. So last Sunday, if you weren't here, you want to catch up online or on our podcast, I talked about how we're extending our reach. I talked about how we're going to start having locations. I talked about our Sunday services and what's planned. We talked about our social action. We talked about our spheres of influence. You know that every one of us has got a part to play in God's purposes, and it's not all about Sunday. You know, one of my favorite times on Sunday is when the service finishes. Somebody's saying, yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) But seriously, I love it when we get to the end of the service, because what does that mean? That means we're heading out there into what God has called us to be and do. So it's not all about what happens in here. We celebrate, Sundays are important, don't get me wrong. But, you know, each one of us has influence. Each one of us has a sphere of influence in our lives where God has called us. So thank God for Mondays as well, not just Sundays, where we get to do what God has called us to be and do. Anyway, I'd love to preach that again, but we're into today. So we're going to talk particularly today, focus on that part of our vision, that, which is that I see our attenders becoming Christ followers. Our attenders becoming Christ followers. Now, one of the great things in my role in the church is I get to hear a lot of great stories. I get to hear great stories of things that have been happening in people's lives. You know, there's a, there's a young man who started to attend our church last year, and actually he'd come to a place in life where he didn't really want to be living. Uh, it wasn't just a bad day. He was having a bad life, yeah? He was in a very dark and difficult place. You know, he didn't come from a Christian family or any Christian influence at all, but something said to him, I think I need to go to church. So he said to a friend who doesn't go to church, I think I need to go to church. And the friend said, yeah, I think you do. So where did he come? He came to London Riverside Church. And, and he was hesitant about coming into a room full of people. He was hesitant, all those kind of things. If you go into somewhere that you're not used to, it's like, oh, can I go in there? And he started to come along. He started to hear about Jesus. He made a decision to follow Jesus. You know, we baptized him last year as well. And he's living for Jesus today. I saw him earlier. You know, I love those stories. 
I love those stories because that story speaks of not just attending, but actually being a Christ follower. And, you know, sometimes the stories are very radical like that. And other stories, you know, some of our young people that have grown up in Christian homes, but they've made a decision themselves to follow Jesus. That excites me as well. I know it's not kind of like quite so dramatic, like, yeah, my mum brought me to church. You know, that, you know so, oh, well, how did you find out about Jesus? I had to come, you know. But actually, this goes further than that, doesn't it? It becomes, comes a moment where I say, no, this is my faith. This is my decision to follow. And I get so excited about our young adults that are making decisions. They're following Jesus in their career path and what they're going to study and how they serve in different areas. That excites me, friends. Because it's not about attending. It's about following. You know, somebody a long time ago put it like this. It said, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. <laughs> Seriously, friends. Seriously. Or can I just be a little bit more controversial? If I go to the mosque, it doesn't make me a Muslim. Right? Turning up at church does not make us a Christ follower. There is a decision that takes place. And we are looking as a family who are following Jesus to help people on that journey. From being an attender to a Christ follower. So I wonder, what did Jesus have in mind when he thought of Christians? He thought of people that would be following him. What did he have in mind? You see, I don't know about you, but I, there's, when I get the opportunity, it's not so often, but if I do, I really enjoy going to a certain restaurant where I can order steak, okay? And when I say steak, I know exactly what I want. I want that particular cut of steak, medium rare. I know, that's troubling some of you. Let's go well done there. And you do it in your own head, how you would have it. If you want to burn it and cremate it, that's up to you. I'm going medium rare. I know culturally I'm, I'm on thin ice here. I know some people are doing this differently with their meat, but I'm going medium rare. And um, the peppercorn sauce, please. Yeah? So when I'm making that order to the waiter, I'm actually, my, oh, those taste buds are going crazy, like they are right now, yeah? So like, how long is this going? Because I need lunch. And, 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 and just so you think, and I have, I have those, uh, not just fries, but sweet potato fries. Now I've got you. You're doing your meat different, but we're both going for the sweet potato fries, yeah? And then maybe, you know, put a salad on, just token bit of salad. We're not too worried about that, but just put it there anyway. And, and so you make your order to the waiter or the waitress. You, you've, you've made your order and you are, oh yeah. And when you've made the order, it, it's just, sorry, uh, sorry, forgive me, but it's quite exciting, isn't it? You've made your order and you just know that's going to arrive at the table in a few minutes' time. And so you're sitting there and you're waiting for that, that your favorite dish to arrive. And then what happens is the waiter comes back out the kitchen and he puts down in front of you a seafood pasta. He says, the chef got your order, but he says he's better at making this. Would you like some seafood pasta? Hmm. Now, a little aside, I like seafood pasta as well, but I didn't order seafood pasta. I ordered medium rare steak with peppercorn sauce and sweet potato fries and a token bit of lettuce, yeah? So, what went wrong? I don't really care how great the seafood pasta is for the chef. I'm really looking forward to the steak. Now, here's the punch. You see, I wonder what Jesus ordered. And I wonder sometimes if we have revised his order. You see, in Matthew chapter 28, and verse 19, it says these words, Go and make disciples. But Lord, we have an awesome Sunday. We worship. We've got this conference and that going on. And we're online and we're doing it. These are all good things, friends. But what did Jesus order? You with me? I'm not dissing the other things. They are part of the plan. 
But primarily, Jesus, the risen Christ, comes to his followers and he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, therefore, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. And I just want to, because I know we're on that good journey of making disciples, but I'd like us to just get in line, align ourselves to God's purposes this morning, just to be sure, is that what he ordered? What I'm bringing to serve up, is that really what he ordered? What we do as our programs and our busyness, is it what he ordered? Go and make disciples. You see, Jesus said to his own followers, when he first called him, Mark chapter Mark chapter 1, verse 17, he says, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So he spent three and a half years making them, and then finally when he leaves this earth and leaves his Holy Spirit to guide us, he says, Now you go make disciples. So God is, in the, the, is always at work making something of us in order that we can make others. So if you've learned how to pray, you can make a disciple. You say, Well, I'm not that good at praying, but you do pray. So if you pray, that's more than the person that doesn't pray. So you could tell that person and help that person to pray. You know, some people will be not sure if they're going to come to the week of prayer next week because they're not sure how that's going to work in the prayer room. You say, oh, yeah, you just... Some of us are saying, hey, of course, what's, what's so complicated, the week of prayer? Some people are like, well, how does that work? Why don't you come with them and disciple them in how we pray? Oh, I thought the pastor did that. Not according to the Scripture. Anybody that's following Jesus can make disciples. Make them in prayer. Make them in how you make your decisions. Make them in how you raise your kids. Make the disciples in how you do. If you can do something, you can make a disciple for, of someone else. So we get to make disciples. Pass it on, friends. Let's begin to pass on what God has done in our lives. We don't have to have arrived in order to pass on what we already know. And so as a church, we try to seek to facilitate that discipleship path, okay? So when someone says, oh, what's your discipleship program? What's your path? Listen, being a disciple is not a course you go on. It's a way of living. And so what we seek to do in the church program is we seek to facilitate your discipleship journey, your discipleship path. Let me just reemphasize re this for those maybe newer in our church family. Because there's, there's three particular ways in which we gather as God's people. First one is we gather in a crowd. On a Sunday like today, we gather together in a crowd. And in the crowd, you are always welcome. You are always welcome. Let me just tell you, because what we do as a church, people notice. When I speak to somebody who's come here for the first time, they say, oh, this is great. It's very welcoming here. It's like you were expecting us. You've got stuff for the kids. You've got this arranged. You've got that. We feel welcome. And we're so used to it. So of course we're welcoming. It's not of course. It's something we intentionally do. We welcome people. In the crowd, there's always a welcome. But you see, in the crowd, we don't know everybody. We can't get to know everybody. We can't remember everyone's names. We can't always be known. So we gather also in groups. In the group, you're known. Now, we facilitate connect groups. We create ways in which you can uh, gather with others to follow Jesus, to be discipled, to know what it is to follow Christ, to learn how to do that. So we have groups. We connect groups. And sometimes there's other groups in your life where you're with a group of people and you're journeying together, and that's how your discipleship is taking place, in a group where you're known. And then, of course, we facilitate teams. We have teams where you can uh, not only be known, but you are needed because that's a basic human thing. We want to be known and we want to be needed. And Teams is a great place for our discipleship to take place. So we have, our, we have our crowd, we have our groups, and we have our teams. 
And so when you're thinking, I, I, I'm saying this, I'm spelling it out a little bit for us, so you understand as we journey through the year, we're always mindful of how can we make disciples? And how can we help you to make disciples? And how can you pass on what you've learned in your journey to someone else? And these are ways in which we can facilitate that. So here's the thing. In the crowd, there's a revelation. Remember the speaker at the beginning of the year, Paul Reed, he said that God's not hiding from you, he's hiding for you. He's hiding something for you. He's revealing himself to you as a loving father. And when we gather on a Sunday as we worship and come around God's word, we want that revelation to take place. We want to hear from God. We want to seek his face together as a, as a family. But you know that when in the group, like I said, when you're known, that's where relationship can take place. Yeah? That's, that's where it all happens in a smaller setting where you can get to know each other. Again, I could spend the next half hour just telling you stories of how people in their groups have been able to help with each other, journey with each other through, through, uh, through bereavement, through job loss, through all kinds of situations. But God has come through. You know how God comes through? By the family he put us with. So often, God is there. And he does it through the hands, through the voice, through the ears of someone in our groups. And of course, in a team where you are needed, well, that's where you get to take responsibility. That's where we get to take responsibility. And friends, as a family, if any good family is going to function, we want everyone to take responsibility. Right? That's what we teach our kids, right? We're saying, hey, come on, it's your turn to wash up. What are we really saying? Would it be quicker if you did it? Yes. Would it be less broken glasses if you did it? Yes. Some of you look at me like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? You know, we, we, we go out of the way to help people get involved because if they learn to take responsibility, responsibility in teams is a great way to grow in our discipleship. So that's the leadership development path. Secondly, I want to uh, talk about the fact that we are launching this year a leadership, uh, sorry, discipleship path. But this year I want to talk about the fact that we're launching a leadership development path as well. So, hear my heart. We'll talk about more about this over the coming weeks. But wherever there is a task or a purpose to be accomplished, a leader is called for. And we have leaders in our ministries, in the church here. We are growing leaders as a church. We want to develop you in your leadership skills. But hear my heart here. I want to grow your leadership skills not only for what the church is up to, but where you do Monday. We'd like to encourage and help you in your leadership skills and your self-leadership, even in practical theology, because you know the Bible's got a lot to say about what happens on Tuesday and Wednesday. So our leadership development path is not only for helping us in developing leaders for the ministries that happen from this place, but it's to help you in your workplace. Because I'm believing for you as an educator, as a business owner, as someone involved in the government, whatever it is that your job is on a Monday, that we can help you to accomplish God's purposes and be the leader that God has. Uh, yeah, you know, God has always invested so much in our lives. And sometimes we don't recognize it all. But there are many of us, many, many, many influencers and leaders that we can really make that difference on our Monday to Friday. So leadership development path will run uh, five Saturday mornings through the year. The dates are there. There's more information on the website. You can sign up today on the website. You can go to our information point. Love to let you know more information about that. Now, these five Saturday mornings, together with the five Saturday mornings, we're going to give you tools in order to reflect on what you're learning, in order to apply what you're hearing into your place of work or into your ministry that you're serving here in the church. 
So we really believe this isn't just a one-year-only thing. This is something we want to run each year and, and so more and more of us can be trained and developed in our leadership calling. So very exciting. Come and talk to us about that. Well, but do sign up. It's not one of those things where it's like, come July, oh, maybe I'll do that. No, no, no. We want to start in March, okay? So do, do sign up and uh, let us know you're interested and we'll get started the first weekend in March. Now, I'm racing a little bit here because I've got some information to, to get across to you. Uh, and that one of the things uh, I'd like to share is the fact that there's some changes in some of the roles and uh, vacancies on our staff team at the moment. So I just want to update you as a church family on that. You'll appreciate not every Sunday we take time to give out all this kind of the details, but I feel at least once a year it's good to just let you know the direction that things are taking. So last year... Uh, Funcho Adi Davis joined us as our senior business and finance manager. Give us a wave, Funcho. I've seen you here. Man waving at the back there. Come on. Come on, Funcho. Now, if you hadn't realized, there's a little bit of a joke amongst the staff because uh, one of the first things Funcho did in serving at church was he played the part of Scrooge in our Christmas play. And now he runs our finances. So <laughs> God's got a sense of humor. No, only kidding. Sorry. So, Brilliant. It's been such a great appointment, and uh, the staff all know that Funcho's on board, and it's making a great difference already, so really appreciate that. Also, more recently in January, uh, Luca joined us as creative lead. Thank you, that. Give him a wave for this guy, this guy here. Uh, and that has been absolutely brilliant. You know I'm excited about what our church is doing creatively? I'm excited about where, how that's developing. I, it's always puzzled me that we could serve a creator but not be creative. You know? It's like, oh, church. Oh, it's boring. Oh, church. They're always, they're always playing catch-up. No, 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 no. Our calling is not to play catch-up. Our calling is to be creative in, ex in our expression and all that we do. And we haven't arrived, but we are definitely on a good trajectory at the moment. And appreciate Luca coming on board, overseeing our worship teams and our media department, graphics and all, all those good things that are happening. Very exciting. So those are a couple of appointments, appointments from last year. Now, some changes that are happening this year. And this is a little bit of a bittersweet one, but I just want to be perfectly honest with you as a church family. There's an amazing man on our leadership team. His name is Pastor Ade. And Ade joined us two and a half years ago from Australia. And you may have forgotten this, but when Ade joined us, in the middle of the pandemic, I hasten to add, and we said, Ade, Ade's going to serve with us for a couple of years because God's put it on his heart to see a church planted in West London. But he's going to serve with us and the family are coming over and Han and the kids and it's just been so good. And he's, you really, one way of saying, maybe this doesn't sound very respectful, but you're part of the furniture. You're, you're, well, you're one of us, Ade. You're, you're part of the family. But you know, we've recognized the call of God. We've talked about this and we know that this year is the year to release Ade into that work in West London. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's like, oh... But we've got to listen to what Jesus is saying as well, right? And we've done that as a leadership. I know it's not an easy decision for Ade, but we're hearing, he's hearing the heart of God. And we're absolutely behind them as they gradually this year start making steps to going across to uh, West London. So we'll take time later in the year to unpack some of what that looks like. But, you know, we've got to have open hands and understand, hey, if we've been able to journey together and partner and then to be able to release and see what God will do, we can believe for that, can't we? We know there's a lot on his life. We know 
there's that anointing and the calling on his life, and he needs that, 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 that place that God has pinpointed for that family. And so we're very excited about how that will unfold this year. Come on, put our hands together for Friday. So, so do come and talk to us about that. There's no secrets. There's no hiddenness about that. We just want to be perfectly open about the journey that we're on with Jesus uh, in, in seeing what God is going to establish there. Uh, another change, and a change is happening in two days' time, and that is uh, Eileen Ridden, who is my uh, personal assistant, will be stepping down next week. Now, Eileen's not leaving the church or anything like that. I've known for quite some time that, there, that, that, that she would get to a stage where she needed to leave her job in order to take care of things with family and travel a little bit more. And so, it, we, we, again, it's like, oh, Eileen. You know, Eileen makes me look good, okay? And, uh, and if ever I don't look good, it's not her fault. It's me ignoring what she's telling me. So, uh, you know, she's been such an excellent uh, blessing working with us, approaching five years now on, on the team. And uh, we, we honored her in the first service, and uh, we'll be doing some more things with the staff this coming week. So I needed to let you know that. It's, you know, she's torn about this decision, but we know it's God's leading. And so there is a, there is a, a vacancy uh, as of today, or as of Tuesday. So we're looking for an executive assistant, and there's an amazing boss. You'd be working for this guy, <laughs> and uh, you, you, you won't regret it. So if uh, you want to consider that, you know somebody that maybe should consider that job, grab an, uh, grab an application pack from the information point or request it online, and uh, let's see how God lead us, leads us in that. Also, on these very practical things, uh, today we're advertising for a finance and operations officer. Okay, so it's just a new role that we're developing. Uh, as a growing church, we need the structure and the infrastructure as well, and we want to maximize our resources. And, uh, and so this is a, a great role, a finance and operations officer working uh, uh, alongside Funcho. And uh, yeah, very excited about that as well. More information on the website. Go to the information point, grab an application pack. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's for someone you know. Let them know about that role. And we'll look forward to how God leads in that whole area this coming year. Now, I'd like to introduce Reg to come and join me up on the stage uh, now. So, if, uh, for those of you who don't know, Reg serves as our youth and student pastor. Now, Reg has been part of this church family for a very long time. Very, very long time. In fact, Reg was uh, involved in running, <laughs> involved in running uh, the youth program here years ago. He served elsewhere in another Assemblies of God church when he rejoined us a few years back. I can't remember. 2020. Uh, then uh, as a student youth pastor. But maybe you don't quite realize this, but Reg's role has been broader than that. So he's really been overseeing all of our creative department, the worship team, different things that have been happening over the last two years, coming out of the pandemic, very much helping us and the leadership team. Uh, and uh, so it's been a very exciting couple of years, to say the least, Reg. Yes. So uh, now we've recognized as a leadership team, a senior leadership team, that it's really the right time now. We'd like to appoint Reg as, our, uh, as one of our associate pastors. And so that's what we'll be... Uh, so, yeah, I think... I think, think they're in agreement, so uh, that's good. So as an associate pastor, he will serve on our senior leadership team. And 
yeah, we just know Reg has a massive heart for this house. And I know alongside his role on paper, there's been so many other areas in which he's been thinking and serving uh, as we've moved forward over these last couple of years. So we're very excited about this appointment. And those of you who are thinking, and not just clapping, you're thinking, uh, so if he's the youth pastor, who's the youth pastor now? Right? So I'd like to invite Joseph to join us up on the stage. So, so we, uh, Joseph has been serving on the youth team for quite some time now. Joseph's obviously, uh, yeah, pretty much grown up in, in, yeah, also grown up in this house. And uh, he's been serving on the youth team and also really involved in helping with some of the media over the last couple of years. Now, uh, Joseph's studying at Bible College at the moment. You're in your second year. And so this will be a part-time appointment to begin with. And uh, you're going to finish that degree, right? You are. Good. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we just, we just just seen the, the call of God on his life, as I'm sure many of us have. And um, it's just the right timing now as, uh, to, to invite Joseph to take on the role of, of youth pastor. So we're excited about that. So I got, what I'd love us to do, I'd love us to pray. Can we do that? So I'm going to invite the senior leadership team to join me. Uh, and uh, so Martin and Martin and Ade, join me up here. And maybe we could stand together. Let's pray uh, for a moment, shall we? Brilliant. Okay, come forward a little bit, guys. Okay, lift your hands if you're comfortable doing that. Let's just believe God's purposes. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Father, we do recognize the call of God on people's lives, Lord. We recognize the call of God on, on each of our lives. And, uh, Father, we, we, we recognize this, Lord, and, uh, and we do pray. We pray for Reg, and we pray for Joseph, Lord. We pray, Lord, that they will uh, be enabled, they will be uh, facilitated, uh, they'll be given wisdom, they'll be given strength, they'll be given supernatural um, uh, insight uh, to uh, to just uh, exercise their role and their ministry, Lord, to see blessing released upon this church. Uh, Father, we commit them into your hands, Lord. We commit them into your care. Uh, we pray for every aspect of their life, family life, uh, personal life. Lord, we pray you will prosper and bless it. And uh, But Jesus, we pray for fruit. We pray for fruit will be born uh, beyond all measure. Uh, in Joseph's life and also in Reggie's life. And we do ask this. We commit them into your care, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord. We agree together as a church family. We thank you for the calling of God. We thank you for the opportunities ahead of us as a church family. And we commit Reg as he steps up into this role, Lord God, that the wisdom will be there, that the uh, resources will be there. And Lord, I pray for him and also for Joseph as well, Lord. Not only the wisdom, but Lord God, I pray for fresh thinking, fresh opportunities, fresh insight, Lord, we pray. We thank you that we, if we ever lack, you are more than ready to give. So in faith we ask, in every situation, it's those that, things that we see ahead and things that we can't yet see, we thank you that you've already there, Lord God, and you've got the provision in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 
sorry, you can take your seat. Uh, and just, just to say, you know, obviously in a Sunday service, we, we can only brush over certain things, but uh, if there's any questions or anything you'd like to know more about the things that we're talking about today, whether it's the vision, whether it's how we do stuff, whether it's about these appointments and these good people that were serving with us, do talk to the senior leadership team, the guys that joined me at the front here. Do, do, do chat with them. They're very happy to talk over things and, and explain things. You know, we don't want to assume anything, but we want to be open want to be uh, willing to share what's on our hearts. Um, so let me just share for a couple of, th uh, a couple of things before, we, before I wrap up uh, today. Because, you know, the amazing thing about the first church in the Scripture, the first church, I mean, literally, the book of Acts, Jesus has risen, ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Spirit. They're fired up and ready to go. And they've come from different backgrounds, different cultures, maybe different expectations as well about how this is going to work and how they're going to go forward. But the book of Acts in chapter 2 is a well-known verse. And it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. They got involved in helping the poor and giving of their finances together to make things happen. This is my paraphrase. But they were doing all that they could to be the body of Christ to the world around them. But notice the words there. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. Someone didn't devote them. Someone didn't say, hey, get with the plan or you're in trouble. The apostle didn't knock on the door and say, I missed you Sunday, Saturday, whichever day they were doing. They devoted themselves. There's something in that, isn't there? As we head into this year, and not just about this year, but into the purposes of God. It's such an exciting time as a church family at the moment. There were the opportunities that are before us. The key thing is this. They devoted themselves. They were not coerced or forced into what the church was doing. You know, when you find yourself saying the word, do I have to? That's the language of duty. Right? Do I have to? You know when you get an assignment at school? Do I have to do it? When's the deadline? That's the language of duty. They devoted themselves. You know what I like to say? I don't have to. We get to. I don't have to do this. We get to do this. I don't have to roll up on a Sunday. I get to come on a Sunday. I don't have to give my finances. I get to give my finances. I don't have to bring my kids to Tenacious on time. I get to bring them to Tenacious on time. Ooh. Now, here's a little thing. Here's a little thing in case you didn't notice. My, my kids love Jesus, and I hardly had to say much because they... Do what they see, not what they hear. So if you make Sunday a priority, your kids will make Jesus a priority. If you roll up when you happen to roll up, your kids will get to 15, and they'll roll up when they feel like it. Okay, don't shoot me just yet. I've got a couple more things. <laughs> so we don't have to. We get to. We don't have to do this thing. We, see, they devoted themselves. We're becoming Christ followers. We none of us have arrived. We're on this journey of becoming a Christ follower. So I have to ask myself, am I gathering regularly and getting that revelation? I have to ask myself, am I in a group? Whether it's a connect group or whatever kind of group it is, am I in a group where I have that relationship? Am I in a team? Whether it's one of the church ministries or elsewhere where I'm serving and taking responsibility. Because if I'm going to be more than an attender and become a Christ follower, this is how God is going to grow me. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves. So as we extend our reach 
into Barking Riverside, into all these other things that we're planning to do this year. Let's be devoted. Now, we all have a measure. In other words, when we're devoted, it looks different for each person. Because I know some of you, you're putting in 80 hours a week on your job, on your, on your 9 to 5. That's not a 9 to 5 anymore, right? That's, that is a, that's not the way to describe it anymore, I know. So when we say we're devoted, it's not like one size fits all. It's not like that, oh, that looks the same for everybody. But in our hearts, we come to God and we say, Jesus, I want to follow you. And I'm going to devote myself to your cause, to what you're doing through your church. They devoted themselves. So let me just highlight a couple of things. There were very practical things that we can do. We can devote ourselves in giving intentionally. Intentional giving. You don't have to. We get to. Intentional giving. You know, as you can imagine from your own bills at home, this has been quite an exciting, exciting year for our energy bills. But thank God, as we come to January, there is finance in the bank to pursue our vision. We praise God for your giving. We thank God that we get to partner together. Now, if you want to know the figures, come and ask me. But they're quite exciting. But God has been good. And so I know that we're partnering together in this. And I want to encourage you, as a still January, so you can call it a New Year's resolution if you want to, but let's get intentional with our giving. You see, one of the things, if I can go back to the restaurant illustration earlier, is when you, if you get to go to a restaurant, there's this thing called the bill. And when the bill comes around, there's the option to give a tip, Right? Now, it does frustrate me when they put the tip on there and then they say it's optional. That does frustrate me, just saying. But the idea of the tip is, like, well, did I enjoy the meal? Was it good service? How did it go? You give a tip or you don't. Listen, we don't tip God. We sow. We just stop tipping and start sowing. We don't say, oh, how come? What kind of week's it been? Oh, God's good. I'll give him a, some money. Oh, it's been really hard. I better give him some money so I get some favor. That's not in the Bible, friends. That's not how we do it. Okay? It says that they gave what was on their hearts to give. So in other words, it's not a tip. It's intentional. It's sowing. I want to encourage you because we all know when we sow one seed, we get much more of a harvest. Right? So can I encourage us in our giving this year? Let's keep it up, friends. But I know I'm speaking to some here that it's just been a tip. It's just been, yeah, okay, we'll see how it goes. Make it intentional. Don't tip, sow. No more tipping, more sowing. More sowing as we go through the year. And I believe there's the resources here to glorify Jesus in what we can accomplish in our town and beyond. Such a wonderful thing, God's economy. So let me encourage you to devote yourself in intentional giving. The other thing is, let's be devoted with some wholehearted prayer. And I'm preaching to myself here, friends, because I know that we can have all the best programs, all the creativity in the world, but we've got to birth and carry this in prayer. Prayer makes all the difference. They devoted themselves to prayer. Let's keep praying. You know, we're going to head into a week of prayer now, Mon uh, from, from tomorrow, Zoom in the morning, Zoom, Zoom at lunchtime, in person. Remember that when you got in the room together to pray? In the evenings, 7.45. Let's devote ourselves to prayer. Now listen, your, your brain is already telling you the reasons why that's going to be a difficult week. I can give you another hundred excuses on top of that. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's devote ourselves. Prayer is important, friends. Let's do it. Let's, let's begin to pray and seek God and hear his voice and be wholehearted 
in our prayer. You know, we call it a prayer, a week of prayer and fasting. And please, just let me just quickly say this on fasting. Why don't you decide this week, if medically if this is okay, why don't you choose a meal or choose a day? You say, I'm going to fast that day. I'm going to go without food that day. I'm going to go without that steak with peppercorn sauce with the chips on it. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever it is, why don't we do that? You know, when we fast, we're not trying to get God's attention. We are focusing our attention. Fasting is not, oh, God, please listen, please. That's not fasting. I'll do bad to myself, and hopefully you'll be good to me. That's not fasting. Fasting is not trying to get his attention. We already walk in the grace of God. We already have the favor of God. Have you got the favor of God in your life? You're following Jesus? You're walking in God's favor. So when we fast, we're not trying to get his attention, but we're focusing our attention on what he wants to say, how he wants to lead us in our prayer. So let me encourage you this week. Why don't you try that? Maybe pick a day, pick a meal time. Maybe we want to go without lunch all week. Maybe we want to go without a particular meal all, all week. Or maybe just pick a day and say, that's the day I'm going to give my attention. Wow. Devoted. I, I honestly believe the Holy Spirit empowering us and our devoted hearts to the cause of God. Wow. What can happen? What can happen, friends? What can happen in your place of work? What can happen in your family? What can happen through the ministry of this church? What can happen in our borough? What can happen as we reach out even further? Very excited about what God's up to. But the challenge to us today, what did Jesus order? I've got a feeling he ordered some steak and we brought the pasta sometimes. What's it looking like? You know? I've got to speak to myself, haven't I? I'm preaching to myself today. Preaching to myself going, I've been serving up the pasta but maybe there was a stake that was ordered. Lord Jesus, help us to be devoted to what you're up to, to what you're doing. In the, in, in, in the detail of my own walk with you, but also in the life of our church family. I wonder if we can pray together. Maybe you stand with me. Let's, let's join together in prayer. Team are going to join me as we sing a song of worship in just a moment. But I want to encourage you, just where you are, consider what the Holy Spirit is saying as you leave this place, what's the Holy Spirit been saying? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you that you've called us to extend our reach, that there is more land to be taken. We thank you for Barking Riverside. We thank you for our social action. We thank you for the opportunities we have in many areas of youth and children and Ace Life and oh, so many different things happening, Lord God. We thank you that we're getting to serve into the hostels and, and meet the needs of those in our borough. But Lord, we just bring some attention today on what you're doing in our lives. Lord, we don't want to be attenders. We don't want just to turn up, show up, and move out again. Lord, we want to be followers of you. Oh God, would you work your grace in our lives, I pray. Father, would you direct? Lord, would you bring correction where it's needed? Lord, for those that maybe some of us, we're feeling like we can't do this, but with your spirit we can. So we invite you afresh, Holy Spirit. Guide us. Help us to be devoted to what you, who you are and what you are doing, we pray. We thank you for the resources that we have. We thank you that we get to give. We thank you that we get to pray. We thank you that we get to seek your face. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've put before us. And Lord, I pray for each one of us. Help us to make 
disciples. Help us to pass on what you have shown us to others, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's all from us here on our LRC podcast. If there's anything else you would like some more clarification on, or you would like to take the next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page at londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. That's all from us here today and we hope you have an amazing week.